0: Well, I get to share with you today, so (laughs) it's been a while, it's been a while. Um, I appreciate you not calling me a cancer survivor. It kind of grates up my spine the wrong way. (laughs) I'm a conqueror. Words are important to me and survivor is not the right picture. It paints a picture that uh, I did a battle, and I came out with, in the skin of my teeth, and that cancer is still an opponent, and it's not. It's been crushed, amen, and it's defeated, and that is not my identity. Don't try to put me in a box. It's not my identity. One one other thing, sorry, we we'll talk about going up the spine and then the last nerve, is, you know... People make it their identity. Hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm a whatever. And it can be for your health issues and things you're struggling with. It can be marital status. It could be something to do with your kids. It could do with addictions. And I'm telling you now, stop tying your identity to those things. Your identity is who you are through Christ Jesus, through the blood of the Lamb and how Jesus sees you. So that's just, that was free. (laughs) I want to just read a a scripture verse before we get started. It was one that uh, was meaningful this year, and I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation, and if you haven't explored the passion, Passion Translation, I would encourage you, House of James does have... Uh, Some of them, or you can get them electronically. And uh, so I want to read Psalm 27, verse 13 out of it. I'll read it first out of the King James, because you'll all recognize it. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And... I'm going to read it now in the Passion Translation. Yet I totally trust you to rescue me one more time so that I can see once again how good you are while I am still alive. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave, courageous, and never lose hope. Yes, keep waiting, for he will never disappoint you. That is an amazing verse. It's an amazing verse. And the Lord has been so good to us this last uh, year and a half. And today I want to talk to you about something that the Lord gave me a key to. And I had been having uh, lunch with my sister and one of my sister-in-laws this last, oh, maybe month or so. And uh, we had lunch together, and it was one of those lunches where we were all dealing with things, and we were sharing and crying. I I don't know how much tears were shed at that table that day. And we encouraged one another in the Lord, and we prayed with one another. On the way home, Pastor Brenda said to me, she says, you made a statement. She said, disappointments, wounds, and lies. She says, you need to write a book on that. She says, that's the key. And I went home, and I started to think about it, and I was asking the Lord, and I was preparing to speak at uh, Heritage Alliance Women's Year End. And as I was preparing, I really felt the Lord blew this out and open for me of how to deal with disappointments and how to move through disappointments. We've all experienced disappointments. It is part of our life, and they come in at us from many different directions and in many different shapes and forms. Uh, you're going to hear mine, mine came from a health perspective. But there's disappointments in friendships, there's disappointments in relationships, there's disappointments in uh, children, in parents, in your job, career. There's disappointments all over our lives. And sometimes, we can get stuck in that disappointment. And we never move past that moment in time. We're tied there. And we try. And we come back. And we try and we come back. And we try and we come back. And we're tied there. And we can't go through to that next level. We can't progress through to the next territory that God has for us. His next level of provisions. Because we are tied to this one spot. I am full of faith. You talk to me. Any of you, it'll be like, you tell me something, let's pray about it. What does the word say? So my expectation for myself is that I believe God's word, and nothing, nothing less is good enough. Nothing. So if his word says it, then I'm going after it. And I'm going to go after it till I see it. So when we were faced with this medical situation, we decided that we were going to tackle it three ways. We were going to tackle it full on, aggressively, with everything that the medical system had to offer. We were also going to attack it full on, with everything in us, full of faith, believing for 100% complete healing. And the third thing was, we were going to holistically support my body in stores to whatever point that I could. So that's the premise. I was in church. Why? Because I believe in the power of God in his house and in worship. So I missed my chemo week because I'm not even out of bed that day. But the other Sundays, I was here. Why? Because I know that in his presence is where I receive provisions. So when the biopsy came back, with microscopic... In the breast about the size of a grain of uh, rice and in a few of the lymph nodes the same my family was rejoicing they were like yes that's all been removed look at what has happened this is a good thing I was not I was bawling I was disappointed I was really disappointed I was like God what happened We've prayed, we've stood in faith. I received. And it's not to say that God didn't do healing throughout that because I truly fully believe he did. I will not give credit for my health fully to the medical system. My mom told me I was the only person that could take a good biopsy report and turned it into a tragedy, <laughs> the depths of despair. So I, I, it was a rough day for me. That was probably one of the roughest days that I've experienced. God sent Thaddeus to be born that day. It was not the due date for him to arrive. And we were now focused on life again. But I still struggled with that disappointment. I was like, oh, but God, what happened? Then my second one that I would say is, is equally, or if not more, was when the right implant failed And I had to have emergency surgery in March. And um, that was actually harder than the mastectomy. I had eight, eight months to gear up for that one. I had a day and a half to prepare for that surgery, to wrap my head around the loss of that side again. And again, that disappointment was like, God, what happened? And I remember looking at Pastor David on that Tuesday morning, and I looked at him and I said, well, God knew this was going to happen, so he must have a plan. I can't see it right now, and I'm a little bit irritated that I have to go have surgery, but God must have a plan because he knew this was coming. So those disappointments, though, exposed areas in my belief system. They showed the cracks, Okay, so sometimes we know things in our head, but when the rubber hits the road and the storm comes or the disappointment comes, now it has to move from our head to our heart. It has to. And what's here is what is going to be revealed. And what's here is what's going to come out of your mouth. Not what's here. When push comes to shove and your emotions are raw, this is not working so fully. You're operating out of your true belief system in your heart. So I was faced with this. I know what I believe. I know what I'm speaking. I know what I'm decreeing. I know what I'm standing on. But I still had to deal with my disappointment. So that's the key that God gave me, disappointments, wounds, and lies. And that day at lunch with my sister-in-law and my sister, he broke it down. Have you ever had a hard math problem? And you couldn't figure it out, but when the teacher came and he broke it down (laughs) step-by-step, Olivia says it still didn't help. Then all of a sudden it was like a light bulb went on. It was like, oh, that makes sense now. The key is every disappointment has a wound attached to it and a possible lie attached to it. Every disappointment. The wound is the hurt feelings. It's your emotion. It's the pain of the disappointment. We feel grief. I was grieving. Grieving what the future looked like. It might be regret, emptiness. But the wound is the pain. And that's where we get stuck. We get stuck in the pain. So we try to move forward, and oh, that hurts. And we're right back there again. And instead of dealing with the wound, our nature is is to turtle, it's to coddle it, it's to pull back and retreat from our community. When the announcement of the, or of the second surgery in March, the emergency surgery hit, we found that out on a Monday. We were supposed to be on an airplane to Florida. I didn't want to have surgery. I felt raw and exposed. And Pastor David wanted to get people praying. And he said, honey, we we need to put out a Facebook post. We need to let people know so that they can start praying. And I was like, I'm not putting out a post. Don't put out a post. So we kind of had a little butted heads Monday, just for a moment. Tuesday morning, he says, honey, we, we really should put out a post. We need to, people need to know. And I looked at him and I said, that's fine. You put out the post. But I'm not talking to anybody. I was turtling. I was coming around my hurt. as part of the process. So I, I don't beat myself up. But I didn't live there. I didn't live there. And I looked at him on that Tuesday or that Monday, and I said, I have a day and a half to get my warrior face back in place. I have to deal with this, and I have to deal with it quickly because I cannot walk through the doors of Jimmy Patterson in this condition. Because if I walk through the doors in this condition, this surgery and recovery is not going to go well for me. And I recognized that I had to deal with it and deal with it quickly. So I did. I did. But sometimes we get stuck in the wound. Someone has disappointed us. Do you know that someone's going to disappoint you for the rest of your life? So wrap your head around it and move on. Because we're human. I say that... Every disappointment has a wound and a possible lie attached to it. And I say possible lie because um, the lie is where the enemy comes in. Or our wrong thinking or our wrong theology can get us off track. So if you do not allow the enemy to come in, or you have good theology and good thinking, you may or may not have a lie attached to that disappointment, okay? So that's why I kind of said a possible. But I would say, let's just go with it that there's a lie attached. So, what would that be? It's opposite of what God's word says. It's always going to be contrary to his word. It will always be contrary to his provisions that Christ paid for and bought through the cross, and it will always be contrary to the goodness of God. So if you're coming up, and it usually has a but, that's your cue. Oh, I'm believing a lie. I am partnering with a lie. So, I believe in healing. God is my healer. But, why wasn't I healed? Oh, well maybe, maybe healing isn't for today. Maybe maybe healing isn't for everyone. Maybe, do you see what I'm saying? So now what are we partnering with? Are we partnering with truth or are we partnering with the lie? We're partnering with the lie. So if we can deal with the wound, and we can recognize the lie and disempower the lie, guess what? Disappointment will not hold you back ever. You will walk through to the next provision, through to the next level. So I felt like God was just like, here, this is how you do it. Now do it. So how do we disempower disappointment, wounds, and lies? How do we move through disappointment to go to that next level of provision or resources? How do we move through and we're not bringing the bitterness, wrong thinking, from the previous season into the next one, where it's going to infect here? So how do we do it? How do we do it? I'm going to break it down for you. And if you are taking notes today, I want you to write this out. Disappointments, wounds, and lies. If you are, I'm a writer in my Bible person, put it in your Bible so that the next time you are faced with disappointment, you can open that up and say, oh, there's the keys to dealing with this. Okay, so I'm going to give you some quick things under wounds. Don't stuff your feelings. Don't stuff them. Acknowledge them. My sister and I and our sister-in-law, we had a good cry. We acknowledged our feelings about many things that the three of us were going through. But don't stay stuck there. If you're still talking about something that happened five years ago, Ten years ago, you're stuck. Process it. Have that good cry. Acknowledge it. Yes, I hurt. I'm wounded. It wasn't fair. But then, start processing it. Don't stay there. Don't dwell there. Don't set up camp around it. Deal with your feelings. How many of you, when you've had a disappointment, and you think that it's all good, and then something happens, or someone just says something, and it touches that little raw nerve, and you're right back there? Those are our feelings. Those are our feelings. And they are real, but they should not dictate my life. So, when that comes up, I'm going to give you a real key here. And I learned this from a precious older woman in the body. When that bad feeling arises and that emotion comes up, acknowledge it? Oh, wow. There you are again. I thought we did this before and then release it. Father, I just release this to you. I'm a little surprised, Lord, that it showed up again because I thought we did this already, and you know, I, I, I am wanting to move through this. But I just release this wound to you. I release this disappointment to you. And I just ask that you would just pour your healing oil over that wound and that you would heal that wound so that it would stop being picked open like a scab. Talk to the Father about it. You may have to forgive. There may be forgiveness attached to this. I talked to someone who, this lady who, who told me the secret, and she'd been very, very hurt by an authority figure in her life. And I asked her, I said, how did you move past it? Because I would never have known that about you. And she said, every time that emotion or that feeling or that thought came, I forgave him again. And I released it to the Lord. Another way to deal with the wound, and I love this, and our prayer room is opened And, I mean, you can come during the rest of the days, too, but it is open on Wednesdays. Sit in his presence and allow him to minister to you. Allow him to give you hope. Just sit and receive. I cannot count how many Sundays that I just sat and received. I just sat there. Oh, your presence feels so amazing, God. Touch me and heal me. So the lie, the lie is what the enemy wants you to think, or your wrong thinking, or your bad theology. If you've got bad theology, go see Pastor Nelson, Hill. will help you out there. <laughs> it's contrary to the word of God. It is contrary to the goodness of God. I believe the enemy only has two tactics. One is lies. And two is to wear out the saints. So it's an attack on our mind. And whether it's the enemy or it's us, it's still an attack on our mind, and we have to deal with it. An example of this would be when I I said earlier, was that healing is not for today. Why? Because they weren't healed. So what they're doing is they're bringing the power of God, power of Christ, what he did, down to their base level. They are creating a God that fits their experiential box. So because I haven't experienced it, it must not be true. So this is where we are. They're creating a God that is powerless and ineffective. Sometimes our view of God gets shaken, and we really have to examine, is this heart knowledge or head knowledge? We know what we believe here. But when it comes to experiencing it, it has to move here. And that transition allows us to walk and move forward full of faith and confidence. Why? Not in our own abilities, but because of who He is. It's because of who He is. So I can stand and say, Well, I didn't experience this here, but God is. Some examples of that would be, it's the focusing and refocusing on him. So every time life throws you a curveball, you need to refocus and focus on him. We run around like chickens with their head cut off, trying to fix things, and then we wonder why we have a mess. Did God change because of my circumstances? Did he change because of my jolted view? No. I had to realign back. So what do I do? He is a good Abba. He is a good Abba. He has good plans for me. I know the plans I have for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. His goodness and his mercy follow me and they chase me down. Psalm 23, 6. He is the God who sees. This one here. This will help you. Because when you can't figure out and you're tempted to get stuck in why, don't. But remember that he is the God who sees. So he saw that this was coming into our future. He knew what we were going to face in 2015 and 2016. And he put into place people teaching right theology So that I could succeed. So when you are faced with something and you're going, okay, well, um, this isn't what I expected. Remember, he is the God who sees. So this is an opportunity for you to experience his provisions, his goodness. He wants to show off to you. So what do we do when life throws us that curveball? When we're disappointed in people and we think that they should have treated us better. When you're facing disappointments in life and in your job and career or health or your marriage. Hold on to his promises. Hold on to his promises. Remember who he is. Get your Bible out and remember who he is. Read those verses and decree them over your life and over your household. Instead of, oh, I'm so whatever. Thank you, Lord, that you are my healer and I am whole and healthy in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to walk in divine health. Focus on what God's doing. Thank him. He is at work in your crisis and disappointment. So focus on what he's doing. Come into agreement with what he's doing. It requires a continual refocus, realigning. Refocus, realigning. Bringing myself back underneath the cross. Disempower disappointment. Lay it at his feet and allow him to bring beauty for ashes. Isaiah 61.3, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, and festive praise instead of despair. Okay, that's a good trade-off if you ask me. I would like to live in a crown of beauty, joyous blessing, and festive praise. Amen? I don't know anyone who says, oh, sign me up for ashes, mourning, and despair. Where do I sign up? Where's the lineup for that? Do I get ice cream with it? Our Abba does not want us to stay stuck in our disappointments. He doesn't want us to partner with the wound and lie. He's made provisions for us to move through it. Everything that we experience is an opportunity for us to experience his provisions. So if you're experiencing a lack in your finances right now, guess what? That is an opportunity for you to experience his financial provisions for you. Do you see what I'm saying? We turn it into, oh my goodness. But God wants to come in and say, look, this is who I am in here. In this instance, and in this circumstance, defeat is never a possibility. And those of you that know me well, defeat is never a possibility. Everything is an invitation from God. Our part is to trust in His promise enjoy his presence, obey the promptings of his spirit, and focus on him relationally. That's our job. I sat, I did what I had to do, but God fought my battle for me. That's another sermon. So today, (laughs) I'm going to read that psalm one more time, and then I want to pray for you. Yet I totally trust you to rescue me one more time so that I can see once again how good you are while I am still alive. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave, courageous, and never lose hope. Yes, Keep on waiting, for he will never disappoint you. He will never disappoint you. So, I just want to pray for you this morning because I believe God gave me the key of breaking open disappointments, breaking their power, disempowering them. And I don't think anyone should stay stuck. So if you've experienced a disappointment, and I'm sure as I said that, something has come to your mind. Right now as we pray, I want you just to release that wound to the Lord. Just release the wound to the Lord. Holy Spirit, we just release those wounds to you right now. We don't want to carry them anymore I just release them to you. Pour your healing oil. Pour your healing oil. Oh, the beauty for ashes. The beauty for ashes. Oh, that that wound would be healed well. It would be healed Well and soundly, that it would no longer have the power to dictate and control my life. Just receive that, just receive that healing from him this morning. Just receive that healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would show them the lie that they've been believing about this disappointment. Show them the lie. Expose the liar. We speak truth to that lie. We take authority over that lie and we break your power by the blood of Jesus Christ and you will no longer rule and dictate our thinking. I gotta just show them truth. What is the truth to replace the lie? What is the truth to replace the lie? Oh, Holy Spirit, just reveal truth right now. Hmm. We come into agreement with that truth. We come into agreement with truth. We will take hold of truth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are a good dad. You are a good Abba. And you care for us and you love us and you pour out on us. There is never any lack. We just have to come and receive of you. So God, I just pray that the work that you've done in our hearts this morning would be sealed. It would be sealed. And the enemy would not be allowed to dig it back open again. We just leave it there. Done. Done. God, I just thank you for your provisions over this last year and a half. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you, God, that your mercies chase me down. That you are faithful, that your love never ceases, that you are healer, you are peace, you are joy, you are a redeemer. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're amazing. And we celebrate today your goodness we celebrate today your provisions we celebrate today what you have done and we rejoice in your goodness everyone said amen amen so as pastor David said there's dilly bars and buster bars maybe uh, (laughs) maybe where did Olivia go Oh, sorry, babe. Uh, can, Can I just get somebody to go over to the kitchen and get napkins? That's the only thing I think we need. Awesome. Have a wonderful week. Be blessed. And enjoy some ice cream on your way out.